Welcome to the Maternity Mama Podcast, where we talk about your pregnancy journey and beyond into parenting. We'll share our own personal experiences and the tips we've learned along the way. Maternity Mama is in partnership with MaternityTraders.com, where you can find gently used maternity clothes for a great price and have them shipped right to your front door. Hey guys, welcome to the Maternity Mama Podcast. I'm Amanda, your host. This week, we're going to be talking about something that you might be dealing with coming up here in the next few weeks or months, um, something that I just dealt with, giving birth during the coronavirus pandemic. Um, three weeks ago, we welcomed our newest child, our newest little boy into the world, right smack dab in the middle of all this craziness of COVID-19. And um, I just really feel like I should just share my story and let you know what I went through, what we went through as a family during this time, um, welcoming a baby and, and bringing him home during really a truly unprecedented time in our history. And um, just let you know what we went through and maybe it'll help you during your experience. So this is our story. There's a good chance that your story looks 100% different than ours. I just wanted to share ours. If you're looking for information, on um, COVID-19 and how to stay safe with the coronavirus pandemic while you're pregnant, please check out the CDC website um, or check out your local health department for information about that. We decided last year, right before my son turned two, that we were finally ready for another baby. Um, In September of 2018, we had actually experienced an ectopic pregnancy and it kind of threw us for a loop and we weren't Really, we weren't ready for, at that time for another baby, and we um, it, it took us off our game of when we thought we would be ready for another one. So when we finally did decide we were ready, we were really ecstatic when we finally got a positive test. We were just over, overjoyed after everything we had been through, and it just started dreaming, you know, like you do when you're pregnant and excited. We started thinking about what we were going to have, if it was going to be a boy or a girl. We were thinking about... Um, what names we wanted because of course all the names on the list from when Samuel was born weren't what we (laughs) wanted anymore um you know would would Sam be excited to be an older sibling all these different things were going through our minds and never in a million years did I think about what would happen in March of 2020 never in a million years did I think that the world would just shut down basically and you know right before I needed to have a baby. Um, so really it didn't start happening until, you know, March and all of a sudden, you know, you needed to wash your hands more and you needed to kind of be aware of how close you were getting to other people who were sick and that kind of stuff. In our 37 week appointment, which was on a Monday, my doctor was like, you know, it's all right. You just need to wash your hands, kind of be aware of everything. You're fine. Um, and then by Friday, the governor had shut the school down and I'm a teacher. He shut down my job. I didn't even know what to do. Three days after that, I think, or four days, maybe a week, I don't know, as time blends together, um, he shut down the entire state. And it just threw me into a huge ball of anxiety, really. It threw me for a huge loop that I had a scheduled C-section in two weeks and I had to give birth at some point. And, and what was that going to look like? You know, my OBGYN, he just, he, at that point, didn't even really know what to tell me because a lot changes. You know, obviously, you, if you've been watching this this unfold, it changes 
from day to day, sometimes from hour to hour. And that was right in the middle of when everything was really scary and not knowing what was happening. Um, when all the states started shutting down, that's when, you know, we were two weeks out from giving birth and trying to figure out what was going to happen. And he just, my OB just looked at me and said, I just, a lot could change. I'm not really sure it's going to be happening in the next couple of weeks. So we just kind of went along with the plan that we had. Um, I, I decided to completely stay home and isolate myself with our other two kids. Um, Sam, who's two, and then um, our, my stepson, Lucas, who's nine, and his school was also canceled, of course, and so we just stayed home, and we didn't go anywhere um, as I tried to get ready for having a baby. <laughs> so, you know, and I, I, did, I tried to make the best of it for the next couple of weeks, and I had my boys home with me, and we, we played games, and we did art, and we just had some schoolwork to do, and I had some work to do, but we were home, and it was it was kind of fun to just be around and be ourselves, especially before this baby came. But it was always like this cloud kind of was hanging over about the coronavirus, you know? It just It's always this kind of like scary, invisible thing that's there that you're just not sure about because everything is so unsure right now still, of course, what's happening. So we just did the best we could and tried to make the most of those last two weeks and I tried to clean the house and we played lots of games and we sang songs and just did what we could. And then before we knew it, it was time to have a baby. It was 39 weeks. I had a scheduled C-section um, because my son had come early. My, our first child had come six weeks early. So we had planned to have another scheduled C-section or a plan to have a scheduled C-section. The first one was an emergency. And um, that Friday night, we went to drop off my kids at my parents' house, and we hadn't even seen them for two weeks, which was so unusual. Um, we spent a lot of time with my family, my parents, and my sister, as they live close here in town with us, and we go see them frequently, and for them not to see them in two weeks was pretty shocking, and I couldn't even hug my parents. They're, they're right there in the middle of the age group that's, you know, at high risk for COVID-19, so we, I couldn't hug my parents as I was going to have a baby the next day, have a, have their grandbaby. And, and as we drove away, I started crying because I just knew this whole dream that I had of, of my parents and my children meeting their newest sibling, their brother, was just gone. Everything that I'd planned for them to come to the hospital and see him and all this stuff that you envision, right, it was all gone. And I didn't really know what it was going to look like. Um, there was still so much anxiety about all of that. I just didn't know. So, you know, later that night we video chatted and kids were fine and excited without me. You know, they're, they're happy to be with their grandparents. And I just, I just cried and I didn't sleep. I didn't get all that night. I think I slept maybe three hours, which is great, you know, going to have a baby the next day. <laughs> um, you know, so we, we are, C-section was scheduled for 8 a.m. on the Saturday, and, and we had to arrive at 6 a.m. We had to go into the emergency room department because that was the only department that was open um, at that time. They had closed down the hospital entrance completely. It's still closed. Um, and we walked up there, and, and there's a huge tent, a big white tent set up for in the parking lot for people that have COVID symptoms. And... I just remember thinking, like, this is the apocalypse. I'm having a baby in the middle of the apocalypse. And my husband just kind of laughed and said, you know, it's okay. Everything's fine. And 
just kind of went with it and walked into the vestibule and there are the nurses ready to take our temperature and ask all the questions if we had had any symptoms and all that stuff and you know shortness of breath well I'm 39 weeks pregnant yeah I've got shortness of breath but I don't have a fever and yeah I'm taking Tylenol because I'm sore <laughs> stuff you know um and everyone wore masks and you could hear that they were trying to be excited but you can also just see how exhausted these people were um right there in the ER so they, they let us in my husband got a sticker and was told that if he wanted to leave, he'd have to go through this process again. And he's suggested to only leave for up to an hour and all this stuff. And, you know, we had planned for Josh not to leave at all, so it kind of worked out that way. But just so many different procedures than what we were used to, even with having my son in an emergency situation last time, um, this was so different, you know. So when we got up to labor and delivery, you know, everyone... <laughs> was excited they're in labor delivery, but they're all still wearing masks, which is really hard when you're talking to a care provider and they're wearing a mask and you understand why, but you don't get to see their smiling face, that reassurance that you're kind of looking for, and especially with labor and delivery nurses. I, I've never met a labor and delivery nurse that I don't love, um, that I don't so appreciate for everything they do for women and moms giving birth um, and experiencing other traumas. They're just wonderful, wonderful people. And it was hard not to see their smiling faces at that time. But they they heard on the room, they got everything ready, and we just never talked about it. We never talked about coronavirus. It was just kind of an elephant in the room. We knew why everyone was wearing a mask, but we were here to have a baby, and we we're going to have, go have a baby, and it's an exciting day, right? Um, so they wheeled us in, you know, and 8.33 a.m., our son arrived, and he took us back to the recovery room and we worked on his first latch and getting to know him. And it was just this weird feeling that nobody's coming to visit. You know, you get to spend this time with this baby, but nobody's coming to visit him. Nobody's coming to meet him. And, you know, about two hours later after his birth, um, we finally video chatted with my parents, his grandparents and his brothers. And, you know, everyone was excited and happy to see him, but I cried and I cried a lot that day and for the weeks after. And in the hospital, we spent the next two and a half days there. Um, it was kind of just this huge blur of, of nurses and doctors and breastfeeding and healing. And we called all our family members on video chat and we talked to them, you know, about what he was doing and, and what was going on. And they're excited to see him, but it's so different, you know, when um, you're in a video versus being able to come and see a brand new baby in the hospital. It was just so different. And, you know, on the flip side, on the plus side, I guess, without this dis distraction, I guess, of all these excited family members coming to see the baby, we really got to focus on um, getting to know him and able to focus on our breastfeeding relationship, um, which was, for me, important this time around. I, I chose to breastfeed, and I, I really wanted to make sure it worked, and we spent the time doing it. So it's kind of nice to have that bonding time just me and my husband and our new baby um but then when monday rolled around and they asked if i wanted to stay because with a c-section i could stay another day or if i wanted to go home you know i chose to go home in a different situation i probably wouldn't have i probably would have stayed another day i wasn't really excited about <laughs> going home yet because i still was healing and i still liked you know having nurses take care of me and make sure that I was healing because I knew when I got home, 
it was all about baby as things usually turn out to be, you know, but um, not that my husband isn't great taking care of me. He does wonderfully, but it's just a different sort of taking care of me. We still have this newborn too that we both have to take care of, but we chose to go home. And, you know, my parents came over later that day to drop off our, our children and they stood six feet away from their new grandson. And I just cried as <laughs> I'm crying again. It was just, it's, it was heartbreaking and it's still heartbreaking because they haven't been able to hold him. It's just a whole new thing. He's three weeks old and his valley, his grandma can't hold him yet. It's heartbreaking and it's exhausting. And that was just the start of it, you know, because then after getting birth, which was a whole experience of itself, there's this whole new postpartum newborn days that moms who have had a baby before kind of know it's this haze. It's this haze of being awake and sleep deprived and nursing and feeding your baby and, and surviving and healing from your own trauma during birth. Um, and all this stuff and usually you have family members come and they can hold the baby for an hour while you take a nap or get a shower in or you have friends that might bring over food or offer to clean your house i was blessed with all of these things when i had my first child this was not going to happen this time around that was not an option because people can't come into your house they can't bring germs that you don't know of you don't know where they've been or whatever. And you don't even know if they've been exposed as a lot of people don't have symptoms um, if they've had the coronavirus. They might not be showing symptoms. Um, we still, of course, had family that was so wonderful and friends that were wonderful enough to bring over food or gifts for the baby, but they just left it on the porch. You know, they couldn't come in and see our baby. Um, and they all wanted to, of course, and we talked about that, but they could, they can't at this point. So it was... It was such a joyous time, and we we're so thankful for all of our friends and family, but it, it, it was so isolating. I miss my village. You know, I know they're there, but it's not really like they're here. And you don't realize how much you rely on your village until they're taken away from you, um, kind of like they were. So it's just, just different, just a different time. You know, we're in three weeks on going on this. My son's three weeks old, I mean, and he hasn't had anyone besides his mother and his father and his brothers hold him and nobody gets to come meet him except through a glass door. You know, they come and peek at him through the front door. It's, it's, it's very, it's isolating. But on the flip side, I don't want it to be, it's not all sad, right? Because it's been an incredible bonding time within our own family here. My husband was able to work from home for the last couple of weeks. So he's been home since since Bennett's been born, you know, three weeks ago, and he's been able to help me out a ton, of course, but we're also spending time bonding as our own new family unit, you know, me and Josh and Sam and Lucas and Bennett all kind of blending together and trying to figure out how to bond together. It's been nice on the flip side of things, which would not be happening, of course, if it weren't for the coronavirus pandemic. Josh would be at work and the boys would be at school and daycare and it'd be me and Bennett figuring out life for a little bit before summer came around and the boys were home. But it's been a, it's been weird in the sense that no one else gets to see him, but it's been really nice in the sense that we get to bond as a family and and kind of 
come together as a new unit. And we do. We video chat almost every day with someone, with grandparents and aunts and uncles. We talk to them and we show them him and he's got pictures all over Facebook already and people are getting to know him that way. Um, and as the weather gets warmer, you know, we start getting a little bit more excited and spirits are lifted. We're able to get outside more and um, that helps. Getting outside and walking around helps out a ton with anxiety and, and the depression and whatever else you might be experiencing with that. So we just kind of go along day by day and we're, and we're getting through it. And we are so excited for the day that Lolly gets to hold the new baby. And we're so excited for the day that his extended family gets to come and meet him. And we're excited for the day that we can go walk around Costco and Target and not worry about crazy germs you know we're just looking forward to those days and that's been the best part of it but um it's been it's been an interesting ride definitely not what I was expecting even six weeks ago seven weeks ago um our you know when our life just kind of flipped upside down as yours did as well I'm sure so it's it was different you know it's it's been scary it's been isolating it's been an anxious filled time but it's also been um, a time where we've learned a lot about ourselves and, and a time we've been able to really learn about how, having to look for the silver lining in all situations and um, for us looking looking towards our faith and getting through this time and just trusting that there's better days ahead because of course there are, right? And it's, it's not what you imagine, but it, it doesn't have to be scary. You can look for the, for the silver lining, pack your bag, Get ready to welcome this new little life into the world. Call your family, call your friends. Make sure you have some sort of video chat available on your phone because it's that's at least we have that technology when we're dealing with this right now. It's it's been so helpful and just be ready as as ready as you can and just be ready to look for the silver lining in this because there is it is there. I'm not gonna lie that I wasn't terrified and then I wasn't anxious because I was, but. It's been great looking towards a silver lining and, and you're going to have a new baby at the end of all this scariness and, and uncertainty. You're going to have your new little life in the world to, and what a joy to have some light during this time, right? So exciting. The coronavirus can't steal that joy. It can't do that no matter what way it makes you give birth at this time. That's our story. Your story may be different. It probably will be different, but I wanted to give you our story and let you know what we went through the last few weeks giving birth and, and having a newborn at home during the coronavirus pandemic and how we're kind of getting through it. And if you have any ideas or if you want to share your story, please do. You can find us on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram and YouTube. You can find us on all of those at Maternity Mama Podcast. Let us know about what you're going through, what your situation looks like. I'm curious to see how different situations might be in different parts of the country and what that what you might be going through or you know, if you're just dealing with your pregnancy right now, if, you're, if what that looks like too for you at this point in time. Just let us know about your story. We're here, we're here to listen. And thanks for listening to our story. Please, you can check out the blog version of this in the comments. And um, as always, if you need some maternity clothes uh, for a decent price, especially maybe during this time if you're not working as much as you used to, you can check out maternitytraders.com. And just for listening to the Maternity Mama podcast, you can get 15% off using 
the promo code MMPODCAST15, all one word, MMPODCAST15 at maternitraders.com. And we will talk to you soon. Stay safe, stay healthy. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to the Maternity Mama podcast. Be sure to listen in every week and click the follow button wherever you listen to podcasts. You can also find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube by searching Maternity Mama podcast. Also, don't forget to check out maternitraders.com where you can have gently used maternity clothes shipped right to your front door. We'll see you next week.